tomorrow you will have the consumer price index number or the inflation numbers and the analysts they expect it to come in on the lower end month over month they expect the growth uh, of inflation to be only 0.1 and year over year 3.3 percent my bet is they will come in at the upper end. Also in Norway, the experts said they thought inflation will come in low, but it came in much higher than expected. Will it change the market? Will it set the course for the week ahead of us? That is one uh, of the many questions I will try to answer in this week's podcast. You're listening to the Stock Invest.us podcast training tips with Jim as we're heading in to week 46. Last week I made uh, two blunders. I had two errors after weeks uh, of weeks being correct about the market situation. I went wrong last week. I told you I thought it would be a slight decline in the market, not by much, but a very, very good uh, Friday where the markets uh, went uh, heavily green, made for a good end for Nasdaq and Dow Jones last week. Nasdaq ending at 13,798 points after being up 2.37%. Most of the gain came on Friday. Dow Jones uh, also had a good week uh, indeed, up 0.65% for the week. But most of you uh, probably felt somewhat the same uh, as me, that the week was not so good. And the reason for this is that it was indeed a magnificent seven stocks, pulling up the market just a few stocks pulling uh, the market in a very good direction while most of the stock having a bad week one of these were neo and as you know i went into neo uh, in the one thousand dollar challenge last week when we spoke it was heavily up up 10 percent or something i told you i would put on a trailing stop loss but thought neo could do even more but neo did not uh, do even more it started monday on a bad note and my stop loss was triggered so neo went out of the one thousand dollar challenge leaving only 1.84 percent profit so a lesson learned should maybe take profit much earlier Anyway, it's a new week, and as I said in the introduction, there will be core inflation numbers tomorrow. Markets will, of course, put a big uh, eye on this, like they did on the Fed and the interest rates uh, development. And uh, to sum back that, Fed, after saying for some time they think the top is reached, again signaling that they are not sure that the top is reached. And you will hear more about this as inflation and interest rates will just continue upwards. But tomorrow the consensus is that the core inflation will come in at 0.1% month over month, hardly growing anything at all. We know that the inflation target is 2% over the year. That's the main target Fed is working. Many arguing that we cannot uh, do that for foreseeable future to increase the number, the target range to be 3%. We'll see if that will happen. Year over year, they expect inflation to come in at 3.3%. But as I said, I think these will come in the upper end. Reason for this is that the energy been very, very high, and we know there is a fight uh, uh, on the energy sector as we speak. I like to compare sometimes with Norway simply because I am Norwegian and born in Norway, and uh, 
of course following the Norwegian market very hard. And last week many got another shock in the energy market as electricity prices just went sky high despite uh, good margins, water level margins in the deposits. This is just how energy works and the very high oil prices have been causing energy to be very expensive uh, in Europe and the Western world especially. And that uh, causes everything else also to be good. I read that the gas, for instance, is very low as we speak. The gas prices are very low and expected to uh, increase quite much. I believe that will be the case. We are heading into the winter season and gas is also one of the items you can trade. The other thing uh, which I forgot to mention uh, over the last few podcasts is uh, I spoke that Bean will release more oil. It will release 180 million barrels of oil trying to keep energy prices down. Uh, all of this causes a lot of uh, container freights uh, back and forth oil tankers. So oil tanker market should indeed be very good. We do know that logistic in general is struggling a little bit. They uh, struggled during uh, COVID times and uh, that caused the salaries in the business to go very high up as you had to hire more people, you had to offer more salaries. Uh, on top of this, you added uh, more uh, logistic items like cars, trucks, all of these things. And now we are in a slowdown and many logistic companies are showing very negative numbers. But for oil, I think there is an upside in the tank market. While speaking about prices, oil uh, fell a little last week, fell by $5 down to $77, being trading at what most people consider to be the lower end. The thing is that you cannot know exactly how things will change because right now, uh, first we we, knew, we know that uh, the OPEC Plus was cutting interest rates. Uh, sorry, they were cutting oil production. Uh, U.S. is adding, trying to add more oil to the market. So we know that there is a balance there somewhat. Uh, but the cut plus uh, the supply from U.S. the cut from uh, OPEX and the supply from US should keep oil in somewhat balance. There is still uh, an underbalance and this underbalance will slowly uh, increase as we move forward. It has something to do with the slowness of the cut, the transport, the usual transport periods, etc. This is time of the year where there usually is uh, quite much transport of oil and it will slow down. But there are other things, of course, driving the oil price, and one of these is, of course, the global economy. And things are really slowing down very fast in US and in China, and that makes people worry. And one of the news I read this morning was that this is putting a toll on oil price because you expect less consumption of oil as more and more economies goes into the recession. Now, uh, we will see how these things uh, will play out. But one interesting thing, for instance, is that uh, on the last uh, US bid to sell more debt, there was hardly any response uh, at all. People do not want to touch the 30% the 30 year yield, even though it sold at good uh, rates and the uh, US had to push these rates even higher to get people take uh, on 
<coughs> on, on the money. That made, for instance, for Moody to downgrade US debt from neutral to bad. Will US be able to sell more debt as we move forward? Very hard to say. Usually it's China, Russia is uh, huge buyers of US debt, but these are very, very passive. All of these things will come into effect on the stock market because we are talking about the stock market uh, and uh, they will come into effect as people will start uh, and already have started to save more and more and being less aggressive in the spending. Over the last few months, nobody really understood how could the consumer spend so much money while economy slowly would eating in uh, to all their numbers. Savings <coughs> are at the lowest they have been since uh, before pandemic. Uh, <coughs> credit card debt is at the highest it has been. Uh, so we know that everything is eating in uh, to the consumer's ability to spend. Now, when people have to start to save and they're already signs, people are starting to save. These things will come into effect on the profit margins of the different businesses. So you will see as uh, we move forward, you will see quarter results continue to decline for many companies, especially those hit by these things first. And if profit margins uh, decline, of course, the price of the stock should be lower. All of this argues for stock prices going down. In a few minutes, I will just tell you uh, the technical picture how does uh, for instance Nasdaq look if you look at it pure technically not not fundamentally but pure technical <clears throat> but we can see this overhang of fundamental worries so far it's been a good year uh, for the markets uh, but again most of this upturn has been driven by a few companies in general most stocks been struggling but I thought I think I saw that it was more than 30% gain for Nasdaq so far 2020. We are heading for uh, 14,000 points. Not surprised to this. <coughs> Last week I argued that I thought, <coughs> excuse me, that um, uh, uh, the market would struggle. They would go up and down, and by the end it would go slightly down, but not my much. Uh, and that I was very excited to see if this could shape the bottom for further upturn. These things uh, we cannot see directly in the fundamental. It's easier to see in the chart, which again, I will tell you in just a short moment what the chart actually say. But let's finish off uh, the, uh, the fundamentals for the week. So it will be consumer price number, index numbers uh, tomorrow on Thursday. You will have import numbers. These are the two main items uh, on the economical side that people really will pay attention to. If these come in around consensus, you can expect that market should take it very positively. If they come in at the upper end, market will be somewhat nervous. On top of this, we have the global situation. But so far, things are stable in the Middle East. But as you know, this can change any minute. The week will continue uh, with uh, court results. And I will just mention a few of them, but tomorrow you'll have home depot. And it will be very interesting because it's go directly into consumer spendings. 
On Wednesday, uh, advanced auto parts will uh, continue, Cisco, uh, Target, and for those interested in EVs, Xpeng uh, will have um, their numbers ticker, Xpev. Uh, and I think that will show some direction even for Tesla and Neo as well. On Thursday, uh, there will be uh, import numbers, as I said and very important job numbers the job numbers are finally on the rise we've been waiting for this a very long time 10-year trash yield when this go up usually the market go down it got up by 1.3 percent last week to 462 but i think this week it will again jump very hard it will be very interesting to see but my guess is that it will break five very soon Ending uh, and summing uh, up, uh, what uh, what will the B week uh, hold? What will it, how will Nasdaq end? We know that after six seven weeks of being dead correct, I was wrong last week. Nasdaq went up uh, more than two percent. So I was two percent off, while most stock actually fell. But uh, that's another story. For this week, uh, my feeling tell me that I will trust the charts and if you look at the charts you will see that Nasdaq again is getting very very high on the relative strength index the highest it's been before uh, markets been peaking down last week I told you it's in a falling trend we can see that it's broken slightly up above the falling trend maybe hopefully that is a good sign that after a natural reaction Nasdaq will turn around 13,000 points but the chart says that Nasdaq and the market will have a hard week. While I last week didn't expect much movement, I expect this week to hold uh, more movement. I also said that it might be that we will have a very good end of the year. For these things to happen, I want to see the following. I want to see the natural reaction because market is, as I said, the relative strength index is very high. There is some uncertainties and uh, for some of these major stocks, I think it will be a natural correction back. These are all natural swings. What I want to see is Nasdaq moving down to 13,000, then pick up good support, 13,000, 13,200, somewhere around there. Pick up good support and get a bottom. And that will bring us to this week's lesson because I promised you a small lesson this week and it will be about how to read charts. And I would recommend using Stock Invest, of course, because these charts we have made and I know them fully out. One of the things that we have in the charts are pivot points. These are significant tops and bottoms. You can use this to your advantage. They will not always be correct. I have to stress this many times because you have to understand the algorithms behind these things. It's a predetermined. You try to predetermine when there is an actual top. You use a lot of information to calculate where the possible top, like where were the previous tops, where is the trend, where is the relative strength index. There is a lot of things going into the algorithm that finds the top and what it considered to be the bottom. Very often I answer in the help desk section uh, for a web page the same questions uh, about Pivot. I get a lot of private questions about Pivot because people seem to love Pivot. I do understand it because it's such an easy way to, uh, to use. You buy when there is a buy signal from the Pivot. It's a green circle in the chart. And you sell when it's a red circle and you'll see that this usually 
Sometimes they disappear simply because the system have to recalculate, as you know, nothing is 100% sure. So if the system see that the conditions are broken for the pivot point, it will be changed. But in general, pivot points works. And if you use pivot points in combination with relative strength index and volume, it will get even better. Now the, the, the pivot points already should know some of this information but you can add it to an even better favorite. So one of the ways that I like to use pivot points is doing like this. I look at the ticker or the chart that I want to follow. You can even find the list pivot points, which show you the latest pivot points. But if you have a special ticker or several tickers, look at the chart, look, is there a pivot uh, bottom? Check the distance between pivot bottom, pivot top. That will give you an idea of how much the system uh, usually find between top and bottom. Sometimes it's only 1% and you have to consider, do I have enough money to make money on 1%? Some, for some stocks it's 15, 20% and that is super leverage and average is usually to 3%. But can you make money on this interval and how far have you moved up from the bottom as we speak? Now, if you find a good stock with a good pivot bottom, you like everything you see. I usually confirm the pivot bottom with two things. I want to see if it's a pivot bottom. I want to see an increase in the volume showing somewhat uh, a sell off. People selling off the most nervous are sold off, leaving room only for the buyers. And that goes into the strategy of the $1,000 challenge where we try to pick up stocks that has really fallen very hard. Uh, and uh, and uh, have the increase in the volume before going up. Chart says that uh, there is a high, high likelihood of a correction down. I especially emphasize the oversold relative strength index. Before giving you uh, that final, final conclusion, uh, look at stock invest signals. What do the signals as how many buy and sell signals is out there? Right now there is 27, 26% uh, buy signals across all tickers, down from 27% last week. Nasdaq at 20, New York Stock Exchange at 26, and the reason for these numbers to be somewhat low, we know they can be much higher, usually there has to be around 40 before they say sell. Uh, is that, as I said, it's the market was mainly driven by a few stocks. They remain low, actually they fell, Nasdaq fell from 25 to 20 last week. Going over to Tokyo, uh, it's 24 and Chesney is quite high at 37, up from 29. Uh, Shenzhen's uh, China is the one doing the best last week. These numbers doesn't argue for the market being overbought. And that makes me believe it is a fair chance that the market will have a natural correction because the relative strength index is getting high. Uh, and you will see it coincide with uh, consumer price numbers tomorrow. I think that will trigger the market in my opinion. You will have a fall, uh, but there is a huge chance that the market will stop around 13,000, 13,200. And it will be so exciting to see if that will be the point where we go for a new rally pushing Nasdaq towards 15,000 by the end of the year, or if broken, we will head for a downturn. It's so hard to say exactly what will be, uh, because if I could tell you 100% for sure how it will be, 
uh, well, I would uh, be really among the richest people in the world, if not the richest. So it is just guessing uh, and doing your best while guessing. But the chart indicates that the market should have a reaction down this week. The buy signal says that the market is not uh, in for a major correction. Uh, while the fundamentals, they say that there will be a lot of quarter numbers, there will be a lot of economic data coming into the market. And we have, of course, more inflation inf uh, inflation numbers. When they come in tomorrow, if they are at the upper end, it will just underline what Fed said, that more interest rate hikes will be needed. And that is never a good thing for the stock market. How much will the market go down uh, this week? My bet is that Nasdaq will go down, maybe touch 13,000 low and somewhere around 13,200 by the end of the week. Before uh, jumping into the $1,000 challenge at the end uh, of the podcast, I will just go back to something I said a long time ago. For those who remember, when Nasdaq was at 16,000, I told you I think market can fall as hard as 8,500. Not speaking about Nasdaq here. Nasdaq went all the way down to 10,000, never hit all the way to uh, uh, 8,500. As you know, I was selling when Nasdaq was uh, 16,000, buying back when Nasdaq was 10,000, but remained uh, less than 50% invested in the market even though I increased a little bit in different uh, periods. But in general, I have not really exposed myself to market because I have still that feeling that the market are in for a major fall, that the end of this thing will be Nasdaq being around 8,500. I will not argue because we're already 22 minutes into the podcast. Why? So I'll not spend too much time to argue all of this, but uh, there are so much happening in the market. Uh, I hope, uh, my hope is that it will not be a slow ride like we saw back in 2000 uh, or 2008. That it will just be a painful, uh, slow, slow ride year after year uh, going down uh, towards uh, the mark where it finally will turn that we will hit a big big long uh, striving recessions in uh, Europe and US and that we will spend the next eight years without any particular return in the market usually you can tell by the huge professionals what they do what they think and we know that Warren Buffett for instance he has now 20% of the capital in Berkshire in cash He's been offloading shares, so he probably thinks market is going further down. And now even some of the major uh, stock traders who never sold their shares actually are selling shares, even though for some of the ones in the bigger uh, broker houses, what we would like to call inside information. So when they start selling in Morgan Stanley, all of these big companies, when they start to sell their uh, shares, it's a sign that they even they don't believe uh, that market should go up. Bit pessimistic uh, there, as I said, things can really, really turn uh, and we can get into very good markets. My bet is still that we need that Ukraine peace 
because we need to get China and Russia back in the market. US will not be able to sell their debt unless China and Russia again start to buy uh, their debt. And without being able to print up more money, there will be cuts. These cuts, they will go hard into the economy because when you cannot pay uh, your bills, you simply have to take the money elsewhere. And when you cannot do it by printing more money, you have to take it over the taxes uh, or otherwise. This year uh, is slowly coming to an end. Uh, I thought it would be one of the best years uh, for me personally. It hasn't turned out uh, so far. And for sure not in the $1,000 challenge where I wanted to grow $1,000, at least double it by Christmas. Now we are heading into less and less weeks before Christmas and the last bet in Neo was successful indeed until last Monday uh, or let's say uh, last Friday. I didn't sell when I had 8.8% uh, profit or uh, to, to be exact what we actually had. I didn't sell uh, Neo, but I had a stop loss on it as I thought NIO could keep momentum during the week, didn't at all. It started to fall on Monday and just continued during the week, currently trading around 7.30. I was out at 7, uh, uh, 7.75, giving only 1.84% profit, but I managed to profit from NIO thanks to stop loss and that is the one tip that I've been giving you over and over in this podcast. Have stop loss, use trailing stop loss, learn it if you do not know what I'm talking about. First thing that you should do after listening to this podcast is Google stop loss. How do you use stop loss? How do you use trailing stop loss? Sometimes it's a little confusing depending on which broker you have, how to set it, target prices and all these things. But take your time, learn it and you will thank me later. Now the question is, what will I do this week? Well, a lot of stocks been hammered. Uh, but I will do uh, what I probably shouldn't do. I will go back into NEO. NEO currently trading around uh, 7.31. I saw the pre-trade is around 7.40, slowing as, showing a slight uh, upturn. Uh, I have this strong feeling without, uh, uh, I have this strong feeling of, of, of two things. It looks damn hard for NEO moving forward. It's in a falling trend. Everything is indicating that the stock will struggle and struggle. But we know that the Inflation Act is slowly moving out in US. That's where they need the money to push all these things. We know that EV is one of them. We have XPEN coming with numbers uh, during the week. Uh, I think uh, there is more upside in NEO. I think it's a bargain at 7.31. Will it only be back up to 8 before going down? I do not know. I want to try NEO one more time. So I will buy NEO. I will post in the YouTube version because I cannot do it in the Spotify version, but I will post in the YouTube version which uh, level I buy at. But I hope to get this as cheap as possible uh, and just nick out a little uh, money because I think there will be a rebound in NEO as people will go out of the Magnificent 7. They will take some profit, but some money will flow into the market. And I think NEO might be one of them taking advantage of it. 
On top of this, uh, I will accumulate uh, a little bit more NEO for my long, long, long-term uh, portfolio. Because as I told you, in the, in the future, there, there, there will, fossil will be out. Uh, green tech will come. It's just that now we're hit by recession and the recession is uh, coming. You just have to go for the cheapest alternatives, the easiest alternatives and all of these things. And they still are on the f uh, fossil side. That is why we see things like, uh, like we saw... Uh, Germany firing up coal plants, China firing up more coal plants. So you might say that you want to go green, but you do the opposite. It's just a logic reason behind these, because you cannot afford otherwise. And in a world economy that we have right now, uh, these are the same things. I will end uh, that part uh, of the podcast, because some of you will say, but it's not true. Uh, GDP is going up, everything is going up. I uh, urge you to study the numbers behind the GDP. What is driving the GDP? Is this sustainable? Items driving the GDP are... Uh, uh, because that will give you a little bit more insights and maybe you will fall out on the same end like I have and many have that uh, the GDPs have been blown up by the money printing. It's not sustainable. It has to come down at some point. When it comes down, it will be hard for the stock market, but it will also give the next huge opportunity. And I think we are in uh, years moving forward where you can build long-term opportunities. One of the things that I hope will happen uh, is that we will see house prices going down. Uh, and I know many of you, like me, we have very huge values in the house prices. We do not want to see them devalued, but there is a generation after us. And for the generation after us, I hope they will be able to get in to the house market. And as is, most people cannot afford. You are forced to rent for the rest of your life, paying rent to someone who is making money on your ability not to be a self-owner. So I hope, and we already see it in the rental market for um, for um, building properties, etc. Uh, they are hammered. We know WeWork went bust, for instance, uh, and uh, that will be the first market to go down. Then the house market will struggle. Will it be 2008 all over again? Remains to see. But uh, for future generation and those of you listening, I hope that you will be able to generate some wealth. Uh, and be able to get into house market that you will generate some wealth on the side that the house market will go down making it more affordable for you to come in that brings me to the very last uh, tip remember that fortunes are very seldom made today if they're made today they are lost tomorrow Fortunes are usually made by being smart over a very long period of time. You will be wrong sometimes, you will be right sometimes. In the end, you want to be right more than 50% of the time. And there is a few things that you can do to this. One thing is uh, stretching out the period of investment. If you think NEO might be good like I do, you do not go fully into NEO now. 
you invest a little and if it falls you invest a little bit more uh, but only the limit you are afford to lose because you may very well go to zero who knows they may go bust you cannot know for sure so you need more alternatives than neo uh, of course to have a strong peer uh, a strong uh, portfolio but you do a, a certain set uh, of rules and for many people who uh, are listening to this podcast i know many of you have been losing money uh, over the last years some will never make it in the stock market some will only be dreamers some will make it very good some of you are probably doing very good as well but the general you will struggle sometimes it's easier to put money in a fund managed by professionals and you can do that by putting a little every month looking back on almost 30 years of being in the market uh, i can clearly say that being very steady in how i've been doing things putting money slowly into funds when i thought asia was going up i was putting every single month was one of the best decisions ever did the same thing uh, with russia by the way and uh, tech when tech was big just putting a little every month on top of this i try to take and never use more than what i make and i try to take a part of what i make into saving that enabled me to save into crypto that enabled me to be in the stock markets and it enabled me to be in funds and uh, paying off my mortgage as fast as i can put me in a solid good position to handle even bad markets and we'll see how it will turn and how the markets eventually will be for the week ahead of us i believe it will be a red week sadly hopefully i'm wrong hopefully then we get back next week it was indeed a good week and you made good money i know for sure that many of the smaller stocks will have a good week i think some of the losses will come among the bigger ones until next week have just a super week and we'll speak in a week bye Welcome to StockInvest.us Stock Analysis. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money, and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon StockInvest.us. By using the information you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions.